Please enjoy this sport bloke segment from an upcoming or recent episode. Ah, oh, Stewie, the Ashes have been won already. What a weird series it's already been. This sums it up for me. I, I think a lot of my notes are just weird Twitter observations. I think about 90% of what I've got is the oh, same. How's this? Steve Smith was stuck in an elevator for nearly an hour the other day. 55 minutes. <laughs> it was a funny video he posted. I can, see, posted. I can yeah. see where this is going. Oh, so how's this? So at Hypercourse said, Joe Root was the only English player to bat for longer than the time Steve Smith was trapped in an elevator. <laughs> During England's 68 all out at the MCG. Oh my God, that is amazing. And there's just plenty more where that came from. Isn't I, there? I thought you were going to say that's about how long they lasted on the second morning, basically. Oh, well, yeah, but that too, basically. Mm. And like my girlfriend and I had the best of intentions. We were going to sort through some old boxes that we just haven't looked at since we moved. It was all over before we got out of bed. So this is exactly the same as when Australia rolled India for 36. I'm sitting there thinking, Nath, you're going to be missing this. Well, I was kind of, but it's because we were house hunting. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, I saw the end of it. We saw it at the pub after we, funnily enough, looked at the house we are now sitting yeah. in at this very moment. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I messaged you, I'm like, no, if you better be watching. Uh, yeah, and is, I caught the tail end, Hazelwood is, bowling hand grenades. It's getting yeah. crazy. Yeah. So Australia, 267, defeats England, 185 and 68 by an innings and 14 runs. They did flirt with us a little bit for a portion of day two, though, didn't they? They've put up a few little efforts here and there, but it's just not been enough. Not enough. I honestly let myself think for a second as Jimmy Anderson kind of ripped through the Aussies batting lineup. We might actually have a bit of a game on our hands. And it was that old thing where you can't really judge a pitch until both sides have batted. Yeah. Yeah. But no single line summed this up better than the only positives were the COVID tests. Yes, yeah, there was a lot of that all over social media. Yeah. Yeah. And I also saw another couple that kind of sum it up well. Australia retains the urn inside 12 days. England spent longer quarantining on the Gold Coast. Yes, I saw that one too. And this match took less time than the Sydney to Hobart yacht race. Oh, ouch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was a particularly slow Sydney to Hobart. Yes, but yeah. Oh, it was a bad year for English cricket. How's this Mark Gottlieb? A record 54 English ducks in 2021. Do you know who stopped them setting the record, though? It was a Bradman-esque flick off the pads from Jimmy Anderson. Ah, okay. So he was the last chance they could have yeah, got for 55. Yeah, okay. There you go. So there, there you, you go. go. Yeah. It, it was a weird match, though. It was one of those ones that really... I mean, day one, you knew it wasn't going to be a particularly high-scoring match. You see them come in, have a look at the pitch. There's just greenery everywhere. It was basically... Yeah, yeah. An unusually green MCG pitch. Yeah, like yeah. playing in a frigging nursery. Yeah. So you sort of thought, right, whoever wins this is going to have a bowl which is very unusual. Wasn't it the first time we've won a toss and bowled in Australia in 20 plus years? Probably, A long, long Um, time. Probably a very, very long time. And boy, didn't Scott Boland enjoy it. Well, he did. And it was a a really weird one though, because in the first match, and I suppose we should get straight into Scotty Boland. There's there's one of the, like you could talk about all the stupid decisions that the players made. Joss Butler threw his wicket away in the first innings. Johnny Bairstow, you thought he might dig in, didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. But absolutely, it is the story of Scott Michael Boland. Closer to 33 than 32. You thought he might never have a chance, despite probably being the best Sheffield Shield bowler over the last four years. And halfway through the first innings, I was watching with the old man on Boxing Day, and I said to him, the way Boland is bowling right now reminds me of Jai Richardson in the last test. Yeah, basically, yeah. Really great line and length, no luck in the first innings. And I said to him, I said, watch him come out and take a five for in the second dig. 
I was close. Well, I can't remember who it was, but they used their 2020 template to show his bowling figures because he only needed four overs. There you go. Yeah. Six for. Yeah. It's insane. Oh, eh? it's absolutely insane. Six for seven. And according to the legendary Sir Swamp Thing on Twitter, the fewest runs conceded with a six-plus wicket haul on debut, also the equal fourth fewest ever in a five-wicket haul. It seems like we've been saying the same thing all series. It was just as simple as pitching the ball up you put enough balls in the right areas or just outside the top of off stump, the Knicks will come. Yep, make them, make them have to second-guess their shots. And they did. Yep, yep, positive bowling. It's what England should have done in the second test. Yeah, it just it didn't make any sense that they refused to adjust that line and length. I mean, it was a little bit better, this test, but still nowhere near good enough. But it, honestly, one of the top stories of the year for me, he comes in, he dominates, he takes out the Malar medal, and when you consider that Boland actually went back to the UK three years ago to that retrace, walk about wickets thing, yeah, yeah to yeah. retrace the steps of this yeah. team, yeah. this 1868 Aboriginal eleven, the first ever Aussie sporting team to tour internationally, bloody fascinating story on its own. We could actually do an entire episode. Yeah, well, maybe we should. Just looking at that, yeah. there yep. was one of the guys actually died on the tour. Wow, I didn't know that. They went over in May and he died in June. Wow. And they kept going. Yeah, right. So yeah. They had some, yeah, some cracking players. I mean, Malar was absolutely head and shoulders above everyone else. He was phenomenal. They said he was the best batsman and, and one of the best bowlers as well right, that, right. That, that they ever faced. So, yeah, just superb. But interestingly, I saw a tweet from John Casey. Mick Malone took five for 63 on Ash's debut in 1977 and never played another test. Mm. I don't think there's any danger that Boland won't get another gig. Even, no, he even, should in this series. Even if he's just an MCG specialist for yeah, the rest of his but career. There's, there's enough kind of doubt over certain play. Like uh, Cummins had his little thing and then Hazelwood's a bit underdone. And yeah. But the last Indigenous man to I know. for Australia won Jason Gillespie. I know. After Probably 200. I know. thought he wasn't going to lose I know. his spot. I know. Funny, so yeah. you just never know. You yep. just never know. One of the interesting things I did see, there were a couple of times when English batters were a little bit slow in getting out to the middle, kind of to the point where you wondered, are we going to see the first ever timed out in the oh, test? that would have like, been awesome. Like it was pretty damn close a couple of times. Hannah Mouncey absolutely won Twitter though. She posted, Ben Stokes took longer to come out than I did. <laughs> I, the oh, amount dear. of applause on that was oh. just oh, superb. <laughs> So for England, the year 2021 was, I guess, a contrast between Joe Root's amazing feats and just the woeful test team in general. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. So I mentioned that stat about the Ducks. How's this? As a country in the test arena, thank you to Dave Tickner, Tickers Cricket, by February 6th, Joe Root had already scored over 100 more runs than any other English player would score for the rest of the year. Yep. And I showed you that pie chart of English runs in 2021. You definitely want the Joe Root piece. Oh, the Joe Root piece is the slice to have. And by the way, extras. Yep. Extras are pretty high up there. Yeah. So so we'll, we'll talk a little bit about this. So Joe Root compiled 1,708 runs, the third most in a calendar year ever. For context, I will say this, he played 10 more innings than both Muhammad Yusuf and Viv Richards, who sit one and two. Second best was Rory Burns on 530, so 1,178 runs behind Joe Root. First time a test cricketer has been outscored in second place by more than 1,000 runs. Oh, it's, it's crazy. And as you said, in third place was extras with 412. Yep. Extras. Yep. If only he was available. For yeah, the and COVID protocols currently. Yeah. 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 So England finished with just four wins from 15 tests and a record equaling nine losses for the year. That is an all-time record they now share with the 2003 Bangladesh side. Mm. 
class. I got to say though, talking about leaving Giddy off the nice list, we, we left England off the nice list. It wasn't easy to come over here during COVID times with all the quarantine and all the pretty strict Australian borders and all that sort of thing. Hats off to them for even coming. It's got to be said. Have they? Have they arrived? <laughs> come on. We've Joe got... Root has. No, look, so far though, the, the best thing that I've seen that sums up the whole series is surprisingly a video from Sportsbet. And I absolutely usually despise it because I'm not- Oh, a... they do do some good ads. They, they do. Yeah. But they've taken this scene from Ferris Bueller's Day Off where they're in the museum, they're looking at the paintings. But instead of paintings, it's pictures of all the stuff that's happened to England in the series so far. So the the famous scene that a lot of people will remember is the three main characters standing in front of three pictures. I think it's the Chicago Modern Art Museum or the Guggenheim or something. Yeah, uh, I think think you might remember the first one, yeah. So the three pictures they've got are Joss Butler dropping Labashane, then on his knees, and then him stepping onto his stumps. Yeah, trotting on his stumps. The next scene has a picture of Rory Burns getting bowled by Mitchell Stark and then Jack Leach leaving the straight one. Then a close-up of Joe Root getting hit in the balls. And you know the scene where Cameron, played by Alan Ruck, is staring at that painting of a little girl and it keeps zooming in further and further on her face? Yeah, it's a close-up. One of those oversteps. Yeah, Ben Stokes' yeah. snowball that led to a wicket as yeah. he continues to zoom in on One of on many front. oversteps for the Poms. It was, it was not good. So, you know, the aftermath of it is it's really hard. I mean, there's no right answer for England right now except for just get through however many days it takes to get through the fourth and the fifth test and then just get home. Two questions. Hmm. Should Australia play some of the young A kind of guys? Swepson, yes. I can see an argument for bowling. Yeah, that's an interesting one because he has a really bad record at the SCG, but it's a traditionally turning wicket and we're going to the subcontinent. So I do think we should get some mileage in. I'm I'm okay with that. Absolutely. Uh, There's there's a couple of others. I mean, I've, I've seen like, Inglis's name. Inglis's name is popping up again. I don't think the way that he's batting right now. I mean, he's had three consecutive. I know T20 is different to tests, but he's had three consecutive T20s in the Big Bash where he's been out for a duck or one or two. So he's not in great form right now. That leads into my next question. Thank you for that. How much of the woes in test cricket can be attributed to the T20? And all over Twitter, there's a lot of talk about the 100 too. I mean, certainly, yeah, for England, you could look at that and say this is a a big problem. I mean, guys that should be very, very good test batsmen like Joss Butler, like a, a, well, not so much a Ben Stokes, but like a Johnny Bairstow, these sorts of guys who should be absolutely dominating. They should be similar to Ian Bell. Stokes likes the poise to dig in, I find. I think he, he just doesn't have the patience. I mean, look, it's a hard game to stay out there for long periods of time, but I don't know. I keep talking about the death by a thousand cuts to test cricket. Like the old joke used to be, oh, if you have a day five ticket, it's now like if you have a day three ticket. Well, I mean, that's that's not good. That is not good. Well, I mean, we can kind of even sum this up even further. So Ben Stokes, as you mentioned, he had a horrible, horrible series so far. Four wickets, an average of less than 17 with the bat in six innings. Mitchell Stark has batted four times and has more runs than him. And in fact, thanks to a couple of not outs, has an average in this series higher than any Englishman. Yeah, well, he's had a good series, yeah. So you kind of rub that salt into the wound a little bit more and you look at it and you go, well, actually Stark moved ahead of Stokes in the ICC all-rounder rankings as well. So... Labashane at the top of the run scoring too. That's not great. But, and I know you could look at it and go, well, it's a pretty small sample size for Stark. Go back a bit further. Since January 2019, Stark has a better test average than Rory Burns, Ollie Pope, Joss Butler, Zach Crawley, Johnny Bairstow, and Haseeb Hamid. Well, Zach Crawley got brought into the team on the back of what, 100 form? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It was just desperation. It was, they were out of hiding to nothing. They thought, let's let's just give him a chance to see how he goes. And 
of course it was going to happen. But you, you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a good question. The short-form stuff that England have focused on and been very successful at, let's be fair, absolutely has ruined what has been a pretty decent test team for a number of years. And let's zoom out even further. Now, we haven't talked much and we won't talk much about the South Africans and Indians playing in their Boxing Day test. But I saw a tweet from Ben Wisden. So on Boxing Day, I think it was, he said there's been a combined score of 125 for 17 across the two test matches today. Wow. 17 for 125. Yeah, that's pretty bad. It's damning. Well, it's I, damning. I can take that another step as well. And again, I before anyone says it, yes, I know 2017 was an absolute road. But after day three of the Boxing Day test in 2017, Alistair Cook was none for 244 himself. After day three of the Boxing Day test this year, England were 20 for 253. Oh, ouch. Now, as I said, absolute road in 2017, grass top this year. And Cook was at the height of his powers. But still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, gee whiz, it, it, it's horrible reading. And there's no right or wrong answer. I just, I feel like every single test England have got their lineups wrong. Leaving Broad out in the first test, leaving Mark Wood out in the second test. Would Having they, bad tactics in the second test. Yeah. Would, would these have made a difference to the results? Probably not. But I don't know. It, that second test, oh, the, I don't think it was as bad as the way it looked on the score. If they'd actually played positive cricket. The, the tactics, yes. But I'm saying like leaving guys. But yeah, well, the selection just compounds it. It, it well, absolutely does. vice versa. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So look, an absolutely horrible, horrible series so far for the for the Poms. And uh, there's not many Australians who feel too sorry for them. There have been a couple that have said they actually feel bad for them. Oh, look, side. you want to see a competition. You do. But uh, this is too much. I, I want to see a bit more fight. It would have been fun seeing Joffrey Archer coming steaming in. Yeah. Yep. So we're, I think everyone's already looking forward to the next one in 2023. Yep. Well, they tend to Which be more competitive. Is next year. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's the other side of the. You know how the ashes. There's a shorter break when yeah, yeah when it flips. But no, it's uh, it, well, it's just because it's 2022 now. So yes. Well, that's right. It's that's very, very exciting. Can I? While we're on the doom and gloom, because I know we'll talk about the T20 really quickly. I saw this tweet from Iceland Cricket a couple of days ago. The best thing about cricket is the way in which associate member nations are given great opportunities to play in major ICC tournaments and chances to develop by playing frequent T20s and ODIs against elite teams. Said absolutely nobody ever. Uh, Iceland getting into the absolutely nobody ever. But then someone said, has this account been hacked? And then Iceland say, no, it's always like this. We are a national cricket board with a difference. As outsiders looking in, we laugh in the face of cricket's many absurdities and inequalities while contributing to the growth of the game in the Arctic in a professional manner. As someone who's been to Iceland, I would love, love to see a cricket ground in Iceland. That would probably be one of the most picturesque places in the world. Isn't their population's only like 300,000? Yeah, it's tiny. Yeah. It is tiny. They've, they've got a jail in the middle of Reykjavik that I don't think they've used. There's not even a fence around it. Yeah, right. It's basically like just public housing. Wow. It's crazy. We've probably got to round this out with the most serious issue of the entire test. The issue with the beer. Ah, yes, the beer. So some blokes have been kicked out for sculling their beers. How pathetic and un-Australian is that? <laughs> now, Times certainly have changed. We know how bad the Wacker, the fun police were at the Wacker in the late days. So according to the Victorian police, quote, sculling of alcohol is associated with intoxication and disruptive behaviour, which can lead to other public order issues. We have a strong focus on the responsible consumption of alcohol to ensure all patrons are able to enjoy the cricket safely. 
okay, I, I kind of get that. I get that too, but there's got to be a middle ground. You don't kick them out. You just say, come on, boys, maybe... Calm it down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you're in an area. But the, the videos that I saw were... There was one guy in particular. He didn't look like he was drunk. He looked like he was just having a good time. Yep. Well, and, it's watered down mid-strength anyway. And he's, he's basically sculled a couple in a row and got ejected. And you just think to yourself, well, hang on a second... A guy at the SCG got booted at the start of last year for drinking his beer too slowly. Which, yeah, with which, the masks. Yeah, which yeah. one is it? Yeah, I know. Pick one. I know. You just, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. It, it was just guys having a bit of fun at the cricket. Melbourne's been in lockdown for two years. Let him have some fun. Absolutely. Yeah, so, heavy hand. Yeah. Heavy hand. <laughs> By the way, good to see Scott Boland sent down to a field near Bay 13 when he bowled so oh, well. Superb. Classy captaining from Paddy Cummins there. Very, very Love good. Love that effort. Just quickly going back to the beer thing, though. Did you see the tweet that Matthew Richardson put out? Can't say I did. So he I had, see a lot of Richo in footy season. I haven't seen him pop up on my Twitter in, in summer. So he was at the G and he's basically popped out after the game was over and he actually managed to track down one of the guys who'd been kicked out. And he says to the guy, he says, oh, how'd you manage to get kicked out on mid-strength beer? And the guy turns around to him and said, you played for mid-strength teams your entire, so your entire oh, career. Wow. <laughs> and he, Richo said, all I could do was laugh and go, yep, <laughs> you're right. Oh, Richo. That's pretty rough. Trying to be a friend to this guy. Oh, and right. he's, yeah, okay. He's turned around and whooped him. Yeah. So a couple of other things in the world of cricket. Retirements, Ross Taylor. Yes. That's that's. A biggie. Yeah, I mean, it is a biggie. Uh, it feels like he's been around for 25 years, though, hey? It feels like he's been around forever. It would be 20. So yeah. 37, he had a cracking career. So 7,500 test runs at 45, 8,500 ODI runs at 49. Often at first drop. Yep. 12,000 first-class runs at nearly 42. Absolutely yep. brilliant. And then the other end of the spectrum is the real shocker, Quentin de Kock. Yeah, we talked about him a few weeks ago with the T20 standing for the national anthem and all kneeling and all that sort of stuff. Does this one feel a bit forced? It's, well, it, it does feel like it could be a flow on from that. 29 is awfully young to be walking away, especially when you consider his skill set. And when you consider that they're not at their strongest at the moment. So it's not like a team that guys are bashing down the door to get into. Like, they're not total shit, but... They're not as strong as they were even five years ago, for example. Mm. They've lost guys like Amlar, Graham Smith. A lot of good players have retired over the last few years. So Yeah, it's it's worrying. And it it definitely, a lot of people are having the same reaction. It very much has that, well, if it uh, walks like a duck and it quacks mm. like a duck, it's definitely a decock. Mm. Mm. So mm, mm. not too sure what that's all about. But And Joe Root will be hoping he doesn't get hit in decock in the fourth test because <laughs> he's copped a few. Yeah, he's copped one in the yeah. third as well. Yeah. So, yeah, look, unfortunately, not really the, the sort of ashes we were, we were hoping for. The fourth, no. fourth and the fifth, though, look, I think it was summed up really well. Uh, I think it was, might have been Michael Atherton was asked, you know, what, what are your New Year's resolutions for the English cricket team? And he said, just get to day five. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, small victories at this yeah, stage. Yeah, small goals. Yeah, it's not good. Don't really have anything on the BBL this week. Really, the only big Benny thing McDermott. is Benny McDermott. Yeah. So, first I saw player, proud father Craig as well. Uh, on Twitter. First player in the history of the BBL with back-to-back centuries. 127 off 65 against the Renegades on Wednesday. 110 off 60 against Adelaide last Monday. And then he's out for a third ball duck tonight. Oh, yeah. But very impressive by the all-rounder. Great efforts. <laughs> oh, T20s. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. And they've had some postponements there as well, of course. Well, they had a postponement tonight because of rain. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the COVID doesn't get you the bloody rain. Yeah, pretty much. Is, honestly. Thanks for listening to this Sport Bloke segment.
Why not listen to the full episode and check out their Twitter at Sportblokes. 